This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his companions, his household. We ask Allah to bless them, to bless every one of us, to grant us every form of goodness, to save us from difficulty, calamity, to grant us good health, to grant us good offspring. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast up to the end and may He grant us ultimately the paradise that we really are searching for. Ameen. My beloved brothers and sisters, we claim to believe, we say we are believers. When a person says he's a Muslim, it means he or she surrenders to the law of Allah. That's the meaning of the term Muslim. I have surrendered to the law of Allah. I'm a person who believes and adopts what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down. When a person says he is a mu'min, it means within his heart, he firmly believes in everything that Allah has told us regarding the unseen more than anything else. So if you were to look at the pillars of Islam, you will find five pillars. You will find the statement, the utterance of the shahada, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the final messenger or prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you have the five daily prayers. That is something that you will fulfill. They are actions. You have, for example, the fasting in the month of Ramadan. You stay away from food. People can see that you're not eating. Then you have the alms to the poor or the charity, the zakah. People can see that you're giving. Then you have the pilgrimage, the pilgrimage to Mecca for the one who is able and capable to fulfill the journey and several other conditions. And those are the pillars of Islam. As you notice, people can see this person is a Muslim. They have submitted to Allah. But whether or not they are mu'min and whether or not the belief has penetrated the heart is something that only Allah knows. So if a person says, I believe in Allah, it's up to Allah. Allah knows whether the person is being truthful or false. So Allah says, I will test you in order to determine whether you truly believe or you don't. Do the people think that it is sufficient for them to say we are believers, as in mu'mineen, iman, and we will not test them? We have tested those before them as well, Allah says. Everyone is going to be tested. So iman, if you look at the pillars of iman, there are six. What are they? Amantu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wal yawmil akhiri wal qadr khayrihi wa sharrihi min Allah ta'ala some might add wal ba'ath and ba'ath means the resurrection and yawmil akhir means the last day many of the scholars have brought that together and made it six points so let me quickly say them again 
We believe in Allah. We believe in all the angels. We believe in all the prophets. We believe in all the books. We believe in the last day and the day of resurrection. And we believe that good and bad fate comes from Allah. All of these are within the heart. Nobody can just look at someone and say, you're a believer. In actual fact, Allah alone knows if a person is a believer. Now we have several instructions from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not only in the Quran, but even through the blessed lips of the noble prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Instructions wherein Allah says, if you believe in Allah, you will do the following. It's a sign that you believe. So there are certain signs that will prove that you truly are a believer. Number one is you are concerned about the meeting with Allah. You are worried about the day you're going to meet with Allah. You're preparing for that day by doing lots and lots of good deeds and abstaining from prohibitions and fulfilling the obligations that Allah has placed on your shoulders. Primarily, that in a nutshell is the most important aspect that shows that the person is a believer. Subhanallah. So let me read for you the verse at the end of Surah Al-Kahf. Allah says, so whosoever is looking forward to the meeting with Allah. What is that meeting? That meeting is actually at the end of time, the last day in the hereafter, after you die, the day that you will meet with Allah, whoever is looking forward to that meeting, they will do some things from now. If I were to tell you, my brothers and sisters, you have a very important meeting with a very important person, you'll be excited. Wow. Think of an important person that you'd really like to meet. What would you do to meet that person? You would prepare, you would make sure that you know what to say, you would make sure you perhaps, you know, go in, a, in the right way, and so on and so forth, especially if they happen to be of leadership in this world. What about Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal? You need to take something. What is it that you're going to take when you meet with Allah? Allah makes mention of two things. Both of them are equally important, with one of them being very, very serious. Allah says, if you really are looking forward to meeting with Allah, you will do good deeds. What's the meaning of good deeds? Al-amal as-salih. The deeds that are acceptable, that are good. A good deed is a deed that was done by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and taught by him. That's a good deed. Because Allah wants you to worship him. You and I would never know how to worship Allah on our own. So Allah sent us messengers to show us how he wants to be worshipped. Amazing. What was the mission of the messengers? Primarily to show us how Allah wants to be worshipped, to remind us about who is Allah and then tell us, now I'm going to show you what he wants from you. So that's why we have five daily prayers. They are not just three or two or seven or eight. They are five. Who told me they are five? Allah. Through whom? Through the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So I know that these are five daily prayers. How do I know I need to start the prayer in this way? I need to do this in the prayer. I need to say this and read this. And I need to end it in a specific way. 
I can only know that through the messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa I cannot think it up on my own. Therefore, there is no act of acceptable or there is no acceptable act of worship if it were not taught or done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Hence, the term innovation comes into play. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. No matter what I am to do, if it was not taught by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, it cannot be an act of worship for Allah. Some people go out and they wave at the sun. You can wave at it for 20 minutes and say, I worship Allah. That's not an act of worship. Waving at the sun was not taught by Muhammad sallallahu If you were to jump up and down 20 times on the spot and say Allahu Akbar each time you jump, is that really a salah? Is it really an act of worship? The answer is no. As-salih is that which was taught by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, as simple as that. Let's move on to the next point, which is even more serious. Allah says, وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ If you are really looking forward to the meeting with your Maker, you will never associate partnership in worship with your own Maker, subhanAllah. You will never associate partnership with your maker in worship. I will worship Allah and I will worship Allah alone. That's how it should be and that's how it is. So therefore, any act of worship rendered for anyone or anything besides Allah, Allah says, such a person is not looking forward to meeting with me, but perhaps they are looking forward to meeting with others. Then Allah says to us in a hadith narrated by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, that is so powerful and it reminds us of the, the, the might, the glory and majesty of Allah. And in another narration, The first one, the, the, the Prophet Muhammad says, Allah says, when you associate partnership with me in an act of worship, I am the richer of the two, the independent of the two. I don't need that partnership. Rather, you go with the other person and carry on. I don't want it. Like a multi-billionaire, for example, and someone else who might be a person who's got a few thousand dollars here and there. And subhanAllah, you want to do something in a way that you, you think you will benefit the multi-billionaire by your 10 cents or your $100. He will tell you, I don't need this partnership. Keep the 100 and go and give it to whoever you want. Don't you see that I'm a multi-billionaire? Subhanallah. The example of Allah is far higher than this. Allah says that, you know what? You want to associate in an act of worship or engage in an act of worship. For someone who didn't make you, they didn't create you, they are not in charge and in control of your life at all. If you want to engage in an act of worship for them, you know what? You and that person can go together and whatever you've done can belong to that person. I'm out of the partnership. That's what Allah says. Why? He's independent. So this is why it's very important for us to keep on looking within ourselves. Am I engaging in this act of worship? Is it for Allah? And was it taught by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him? Because the second hadith that I mentioned, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is saying, 
whoever engages in an act of worship that we have not taught, the sin of it rebounds to that particular person. What was the point of sending a messenger? If everyone was a know-it-all, what was the point of sending a messenger to us, to teach us, when everyone knew, well, you know what, he didn't know what he was saying, astaghfirullah. If everyone knew on their own, without looking at the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu it definitely would reduce his value according to them, but not in the eyes of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. Now I want to go to something very important regarding belief and the signs of belief. There are some narrations that you will find in the hadith of the Prophet wasallam that start off by saying, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal Whoever really believes in Allah and in the last day. What's the meaning of the last day? The day of accounts, the day of reckoning. You know, when you believe that the tax man is going to come to you to ask you about the details of your business transactions, what do you do? You make sure that your books are all in order. When he comes in, you can call him in and offer him some coffee and tell him, welcome, these are my books, audited by someone, so-and-so, a big name, mashallah, in the auditing field, subhanallah. And you're excited because you know, I didn't do anything wrong. And then they scrutinize it and you're still smiling, sipping away your coffee. But if you were not prepared for it, then it will be difficult to find you in the first place because we play the hide and seek because we know something is wrong with my books. I promise you we are more concerned about the books of the tax man than we are concerned about the books with Allah. Yet Allah says to put your book in order, you just seek my forgiveness here and now. Don't do what you did in the past if it was bad. Subhanallah. So the hadith says, if you really believe in the day of reckoning and that there is a day of accounts, you will make sure your good deeds go up and your bad deeds go down. So listen to four aspects that are made mention of by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Just four. He says, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal akhiri, fala If a person truly believes in Allah and the last day, he should not harm his neighbor, no matter who the neighbor is, Muslim, non-Muslim, a person who might belong to a different sect or a person who belongs to a different faith or no faith at all. The fact that the person is your neighbor, you don't harm them. And the topic of harm to a neighbor is very, very long. It starts off with the smoke. You know, we have leaves that people burn in the season in this country. Sometimes if those leaves are being burnt in a way that the neighbor is being affected by the fumes and the smoke, then you do not really believe in Allah in the last day, even if you're claiming that. Did you know that? Because the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, I see a lot of people are looking at me. I know we're guilty of burning the leaves, but perhaps we can think of a better place of doing it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, you really believe in Allah. You really believe in the last day. You won't harm your neighbor. It's a sign. So if someone harms their neighbor, it's a sign that they don't truly believe. They claim their belief. They believe, but they need to work on it very, very hard. Work on it harder. Another narration says, That means not only should you not harm your neighbor, you should do good to your neighbor. Today, subhanAllah, you want to put a wall in the center, you go to your neighbor according to the rule, you know you're supposed to be 50-50, the neighbor will say, no way. And they're busy spending money on everything else. One of those things. If you were a kind person, a good person, you would know 
that look, this is my duty, it's my right. Perhaps I don't, I can't make ends meet right now. Let me say a good word. Let me say a good word. Perhaps if I have a little function at my home, let me let my neighbors know. Let me invite them, Muslim or non-Muslim. I would like to believe that if a person is a non-Muslim, for us to reach out to them through such greatness of character and conduct, such as being kind to them and benefiting them in one way or another, would be a bonus for us on the Day of Judgment. Imagine they were to turn to Islam. Remember, Someone coming to Islam is not in your hands or mine, not at all, it's in the hands of Allah. But surely the reduction of the enmity of an enemy is a great success. Someone who hated Muslims and because you were so good and constantly good and you repelled their bad with good, they nodded their head one day and they said, you know what, I used to think Muslims are bad people, but in actual fact, they are really good people. That much is enough for you and I, because the rest Allah will do. Subhanallah. You need to keep going and keep trying, soldiering on. They may not believe in the last day, but you do. So I'm not doing goodness because I think people deserve goodness, but I'm doing goodness because I know Allah loves those who do good. A very big difference between the two. I enjoy doing good to those who do bad because I'm not doing it for them, I'm doing it for Allah. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. You get the point? If I were to do good only to those whom I think deserve goodness, I would stop doing good. Subhanallah. So my brothers and sisters, that is one point about the neighbor. Your relationship with your neighbors, be it at work or at home or anywhere else, in the car, in the bus, on the roads, wherever else, the courtesy and so on. It's a sign of your belief in Allah and the answerability of the Day of Judgment. Secondly, مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَالْيُكْرِمْ ضَيْفَهُ Whoever believes in Allah in the last day should honor their guest. A guest comes to you and you honor the guest. Talk to them nicely, perhaps serve them something, perhaps, you know, make them feel at home, make them feel comfortable. Today, we have gotten to a time where people don't like guests at all. You know why? It's a sign of weakness of your faith. When a guest walks through, we should think to ourselves, this is my opportunity to gain greater reward. So on the day of judgment, I can come to Allah with a massive reward. That's a sign you believe in Allah and you're worried about the day of accounts. It's your chance. I promise you, if we had a game, one of these computer games, which gave you points, points that are worthless, in order to serve your guests on the game, we would be serving guests throughout the day and night. We would be hooked on the game. But real life, we don't want. So we are prepared to earn points on a game that is a computer game that means nothing to do things that we would not even do in real life when at times it is more important to do it in real life. Look at how we've actually lost faith. People might say it's a bit harsh to say lost faith. But if the Prophet ﷺ says, a sign of true belief in Allah in the last day is when you honor your guest. But my brothers and sisters, you and I are Zimbabweans, let's talk the reality. The reality is as guests, if I were a guest, I need to know when to visit, how long to visit for? And at what time, for example, may inconvenience the person. You can't just pitch up at someone's house unannounced in this age of technology and say the hadith, Man kana billahi wal akhiri I need this and I need that and I'm staying here for one month. And if you believe in Allah and the last day here I am and I'm your guest. Come on, be realistic. 
So it's on either side. While we all would love to honor our guest, please let us know when you're coming. Please find out what is a convenient time. Like visiting the sick is a very, very great act of worship. But a lot of those who are sick and ill, they would get more sick and ill the way we visit nowadays. 24-7, someone is coming in and out, in and out. Rather say a good dua, send a WhatsApp message, wait for them to get better. And, and that dua is far more important. But if they are visiting hours, stick to them. When people go to the hospital, they go to rest. They pay an arm and a leg. Not for us to line up at the hospital one by one to prove that I was there. No. In order for them to have a rest, come on, think. And this is why we say there are two sides to a coin. While we are asking each other to honor the guest, if you are a guest, honor yourself to begin with. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a big understanding. So when you visit someone, contact them in advance. Let them know and tell them you're coming. Is it convenient? If not, when you're sitting, you need to know not to overstep your welcome. When people start getting uneasy, you need to know it's time to go to bed or if they want, want to go somewhere. Subhanallah. Imagine the whole family is planning an outing and suddenly you ring the bell. They'll say, shh, quiet, we're not here. You see, you instill the hypocrisy because you're spoiling their day. May Allah forgive us. May Allah forgive us. Let's move to another one. The Prophet says, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal rahimah. Whoever believes in Allah and the last day should make an effort to mend broken family relations. Wow, subhanallah. Allah chose your family members for you. Go out of your way to mend relationships. Why? Because you believe in Allah and the last day. It's an effort. It is something tough. When Allah tells you you're going to get a big reward for something, you need to know it's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be something easy. It's going to be really, really tough. You're going to have to swallow that ego and pride in order to make sure you end up doing this. Because if there is a big reward, there's going to be a big effort. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. Then the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhiri, falyakul khayran Whoever truly believes in Allah in the last day should utter that which is beneficial, which is good, or remain silent. Wow. For me, this is by far the most important part of the hadith. And these ahadith that speak about whoever believes in Allah in the last day, it goes to show that you believe in accounts. You believe in accounts. When I say a bad word, the angels have written it, subhanAllah. When I say a bad word, the angels have written it. It's gone down. I'm accountable. If I really believe in the last day, do you really think I'm going to put a bad word into my accounts? Do you really think I'm going to put a bad word into my accounts? The answer is no, I'm not going to do that. Subhanallah. I will be careful. Either I'm going to say something good, something respectful, something beneficial, something upright, something polite, or I will keep quiet. Backbiting, slander, gossip, abusive words, swear words, bad words, lies, falsehood, everything is gone. The minute we engage in those things, something wrong with our belief in Allah and the last day. I didn't say it. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said it. But I want to say something. Every one of us, the speaker included, has room for improvement. We can improve, we must improve. We should improve and we will improve. Because we truly say we believe in Allah. 
and we try our best to fulfill whatever is taught to us. And trust me, when you follow what the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has relayed and taught, you will never go wrong. You will never go wrong. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam, the teachings that he brought to us are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we follow them, we become the best of people, so disciplined, such a pleasure to interact with. Subhanallah, people interact with you, they feel boosted, energetic, they feel good about themselves. Even if they themselves have a bad idea of who you are, what you stand for, no problem. A day will come when they will realize, you know what? Actually, this person is trying to live as a true Muslim. What a lovely person. What a brilliant person. Each person has their own circumstances, their own problems, their own difficulties, their own hardships, their own challenges. We cannot just judge people based on, you know, some certain things that may have occurred. There might be a brother walking out. You might have greeted the brother and he's got so much worry on his head. He didn't hear your greeting because he's preoccupied with the with the issues of the age. And then you go back saying, this guy is arrogant. He didn't greet me back. My brother, think good about him. He's got so much issues. You know, make dua for him. Perhaps he didn't notice you. And who does not have issues today? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all goodness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive every one of us. Strengthen us in our belief. Make us from among those who can earn Jannatul Firdaus. Make us from those who are conscious of the few aspects that I have mentioned today. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad.